0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It is designed to get us into God's Word every single day for, oh, just a short time, about 13 minutes. But that is to get us into God's Word. Since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, it is imperative that we become diligent students of God's Word. And through today's Bible class, we can stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because we're continuing to get into God's word. But that also helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God and upon our souls to have a better, more spiritually based mindset to be able to deal with all of the challenges that every day throws at us. Well, you know people in your life, I'm sure, probably some within your own family, who need to change their thinking, the direction of their life. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their souls. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make up your mind and start sharing today with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can. What a great blessing it would be for somebody if they could look back and say, you know, that person sharing those short studies with me helped me turn my life around and get me to heaven. But that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment, make up your mind, and then follow through and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought, new line of study. And as I like to do in these short studies every day in these series, I ask a question, How can I come to the Lord? How can I come to the Lord? Jesus gave what we call the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, beginning beginning with verse 28. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is no greater invitation that is extended to anybody, anywhere, or to all of mankind and humanity, than this invitation to come to Jesus for our soul's rest. Now, that's not talking about taking a nap or sitting down and relaxing for a while. It's talking about our soul's salvation, the peace of God that comes by being with him through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior coming to him for forgiveness and salvation through our Lord, knowing that we can have confidence in his promise to give us eternal life. You know, the Apostle John wrote in First John chapter 5 and verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, that's the kind of rest that Jesus is talking about. We're filled with situations that promote anxiety in our lives on an ongoing basis. I mean, every day, basically. But the rest that Jesus offers us is the peace of God that comes from understanding, having confidence in, I'm walking with my Lord and Savior, He is my savior. I have come to him. His blood has cleansed me of the guilt of my sins. And I can have that rest, knowing that I'm assured of an eternal home with him in heaven. Well, Jesus calls all people to come to him. His invitation is not, well, it's not exclusive to just certain individuals, to certain backgrounds, to certain ethnicities, to certain nationalities. No, it is to everybody. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. The most pressing need for every single person alive in this world today is to accept the Lord's invitation to come to him for that spiritual, eternal rest that he offers to everybody. I know that all we have to do is talk to people around us, make casual observations of things that are going on around us, or listen to the news that is broadcast incessantly 24 hours a day, most of which seems to be focused on negatives, or at least is presented in negative ways. How sad that is. Well, that would keep us stirred up. It could make us forlorn. It could could lead us to have a, a, a mindset that there's no hope. But Jesus offers us hope. I will give you rest, he says. You will find rest for your souls. We need to come to him. We talk about all kinds of plagues that have come, pand- epidemics that have hit different parts of the world, pandemics that have swept the globe. We've talked about economic chaos. We've talked about world wars mass on massive scales. The greatest invitation, the greatest need for every single person alive in the world today is to accept the Lord's invitation to come to him, to find that peace, to find that hope, to find that assurance, to find that rest. The need is so pressing because, well, without coming to Jesus, we're all sinners, In Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote this, What then? Are we better than they? For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. Now, that particular frame of reference, Jews and Greeks, for the mindset of those to whom this was first written in that part of the world at that time, that meant everybody in the world. They only saw two classifications of humanity, Jews and everybody else. And everybody else was referred to, at times at least, by the term Greeks, sometimes Gentiles in other terms. But for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, in other words, everybody, everywhere, throughout the world, in every generation, that they are all under sin. For there is none righteous, no, not one, Hmm. And then in the 23rd verse of Romans chapter 3, Paul again hit this particular theme. He said, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All? Yes, everybody. You and me and everybody alive at this time. Everybody who will be alive tomorrow or next year or one decade from now. Until the Lord comes again, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The problem, you see, is that the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of sin, going all the way back to the garden. We die spiritually when we sin. And that's, that spiritual death is separation from God. As Isaiah talked about in Isaiah chapter 59, your sins have separated me from you or you from me. You see, we cannot walk in sinfulness and walk in faithfulness to God at the same time. The two lifestyles are opposed to one another. They're contradictory to one another. James wrote in James chapter 1, beginning with verse 14, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full-grown, brings forth death, brings forth death. Well, so we're talking about everybody, everybody in every generation all around the world guilty of sin without Christ. Unless we come to God through Christ in his way. Jesus said, that's why he came into this world. He came to be the Savior. And so that's why the great invitation, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Well, we need to accept that invitation because he is our only Savior. In Acts chapter four and verse 12, we read, nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. John 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is our Savior, our only Savior, and there is no hope without him, without our coming to him. Jesus said in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, speaking of himself, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to save sinners. Again, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, the apostle Paul wrote again, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom Paul said, I am chief. Well, we can be forgiven and we can be saved. We can have that peace, that hope, that rest spiritually, knowing that we are saved in Christ. But we have to come to him. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we want to walk to God, rather, if we want to walk with God, if we want to be assured of our home in heaven with him, we have to come to God through Jesus. There is no coming to God except through Jesus. Now, someone might say, well, what about all the people in the world who don't believe in Jesus, but they believe in God? I simply repeat what Jesus said in scripture, God's word. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And only through the gospel of Christ can we be saved. As Paul wrote in Romans 1 and verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. There is only one gospel message of salvation sent from the throne room in heaven to mankind on this earth, and that is the gospel of Christ. Now we come back to our question. First Jesus extends that invitation, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. The invitation is extended. Now, the next question for us is, how can I come to the Lord? We'll talk about that next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your Son to give us the invitation to come to you through him, for eternal rest eternal life with you in heaven having been forgiven redeemed reborn spiritually through your savior your son our savior jesus christ help us guide us help us father to see the way to come to you through him please forgive us gracious father we pray in jesus name amen